It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Parks Casino, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie, on this beautiful Thursday morning, 94 WIP. Bills are headed to the playoffs. Eagles are a pretty good team. Sixers will be a playoff team. I mean, three out of four. That ain't bad. Shout out Cameron John Rich. Do we four. have four, Joe? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. We we got a fourth, but they got to, you know, like a return to like the big licks. You know, this ain't, what do they call it in hockey? The AHL? Yeah, is it's it? like an AHL. They're like the know? phantoms right now. Yeah, let's get the Flyers back to the NHL, please. All right. Let's talk some Eagles football. They're getting ready for Minnesota Monday night. Should be quite a scene at Lincoln Financial Field. A lot of aspects of the team to talk about and also how they prepare for games and how Nick Sirianni is going to prepare for a press conference. Let's talk to our buddy, Mr. Elliot Shore Parks. Hi, Elliot. What's going on? How you guys doing? Uh, it's all good, pal. So, Elliot, a lot to get to. Let's start with this. Sirianni is going to certainly be asked today. Like, uh, yeah. say, uh, hey, coach guy, uh, the, the defensive coordinator guy says uh, general manager guy uh, is involved in game planning. Uh, how extensive is that? Tell us about that, Nick. How do you think he handles that today, Elliot? What do you think he does to try to diffuse what's clearly been a little sticky for them, that Jonathan Gannon let the world know how Roseman's involved in game planning. Yeah, I think he'll tell the truth, which is how he is involved in game planning, but I don't think it's the way that kind of maybe it, Gannon made it sound or the way it's been perceived. How he's involved in game planning, because a big part of game planning is knowing who's going to be on the 46-man active roster. How he has to know, okay, do you feel like you need five defensive tackles this week? If you do, are we calling up this guy? Britton Covey is going to be our punt returner. So that's one spot we're calling up. That means you might not have that defensive tackle or that cornerback you need. So I think a large part of what mostly what Gannon meant was, yeah, Howie's in these meetings because a big part of it is the players that we're going to have available to us. I don't believe Howie is involved in creating X's and O's and schemes or anything like that. But also people just need to relax. Like Howie's the GM of the team. He's involved in these meetings. There's just a sensitivity with Howie, but all GMs are involved in these discussions. Let me ask you this question, Elliot, as a follow-up. All I, GMs I, are I, not involved with who plays on game day. All GMs are involved. All, all GMs are involved in terms of call-up from practice squads to the game day roster. Yeah, well, that part's true. All right, well, if you're calling guys up from the practice squad for your game day roster, you're in trouble. 
Like that's not but something that's what, you want why? to be but that's doing. Why are you still. in trouble? Come that's on. Why are you in trouble? Well, How gets, often does that happen? It happens a lot. It just guys, happened not last week. That guys get often. guys get injured. And you with a guy somebody. with a guy who did he impact the game? Did Britton Covey impact the game? Yes. The well, point but, is, so, if, so, if those guys really have an effect on the outcome of a game, then you know you didn't do your job as a GM no, in giving the team the right pieces I, to work without having to dig into the practice. Greg Ward, week of the season. Greg Ward went from the practice to helping the Eagles make the playoffs. Okay, win. but you don't depend on practice squad guys to win games for you. You depend on practice you squad guys to You shouldn't have to, especially the first game no, of the season. I don't agree. I don't. But Elliot, I think, Elliot, I think Elliot, also, Elliot, hang on. Elliot, hang on. Let me ask you a question. So I agree yeah. with where you had that framed, but the question that was asked to Sirianni the other day was about snap counts for defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Do you think Howie Roseman is in a conversation about whether Jordan Davis – should play 20 snaps or 35 snaps? Do you think he weighs in? Do I think he weighs in? I mean, I think he's in the room, and I'm sure he's part of the discussion. I mean, look. So, yeah, you, I think so the, yes, you think he weighs yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, that's where, right. I think he weighs in, correct. But, like, also, so, like, last year we all agreed that Reger was probably playing because they wanted to give him a chance, the front office, right, all those things. Yep. So, if Howie was involved in this discussion, wouldn't Jordan Davis be playing more snaps, right? Like, so that's – that's why I don't see where that kind of outrage is from people on this. So I agree. Howie weighs in. He's in these meetings. He talks. I, I just think if he was, like, putting his foot down, Jordan Davis would have played way more than 22 snaps. All right, so let's go back to Detroit and then look ahead here, Elliot. Elliot Shore Parks yeah. with us. Coming out of that game, do you think people should feel more optimistic about the Eagles or less? I mean, it was not exactly a pretty game, but the yeah. NFC was like a landmine of teams that had their own issues. How should people feel? Yeah, so I think there were real concerns on the defensive side of the football. I think the pass rush is definitely a major concern that could end up really being an Achilles heel for this team. But I think coming out of that game, fans should feel better. And I think that's because of Jalen Hurts. Like, as much as the defense matters and the pass rush matters and they're important things, teams mostly go as far as their quarterbacks take them. If you have a good quarterback, you have a good chance. And I thought Jalen was really good uh, against Detroit. I think it was probably the first time in his career, they've won a game that they would not have otherwise if he wasn't the quarterback. Um, I thought with his legs, obviously what he did in terms of helping when protection broke down, creating what should have been negative plays into positive plays. And I thought he really improved as a passer. I think his ball placement in terms of just where he put it for the receivers to catch it was some of the best I've seen since 2017 Carson. Like that's been a major issue for this team over the last few years. And I think his ability to do that helped with the yards after the catch. So Ultimately, I think fans should feel better because of how Jalen played. Why aren't there any franchise quarterbacks in the NFL with Jalen Hurts' skill set? Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I actually think if you look around the league, the majority of franchise quarterbacks right now do run the ball a lot. You look at Josh Allen, he runs it a lot. Lamar runs it a lot. Kyler runs it a lot. Like, there are a lot of quarterbacks. Justin Fields, who, look, I don't know if he is a franchise guy yet, but he was drafted to be that. Like, if you just look around the league, a lot more guys that are recent draft picks to be franchise guys, they run more than the, the older guys. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it. Tom Brady doesn't do it. But they were drafted like 20, over 20 years ago. A lot of the guys that are coming out today are running. And also when you look at it, like, I would rather have Jalen get hit out of the pocket than in the pocket. I think more serious injuries happen when you're standing still and someone cuts your legs than when you're running and you slide at the end. So. I don't have the same concern as other people do about him. Hold on. The the guy the one the quarterback who has the skill set that's closest to Jalen's is Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen and Kyler Murray both have bazookas. 
for arms. Yeah, you but, know, but the, that's the, not about playing style, though, right? You're talking about playing style. Like, Josh Allen runs it quite a bit. You're right. Josh Allen has a way better arm than Jalen. I 100% agree. But I'm, that's saying, not I'm so equating Lamar and Jalen, and the Ravens are, you know, he still doesn't have a contract. It feels like we are sort of at this you know, at this point where the contract for the future needs to be considered by the Eagles. Do you feel mm-hmm. like this is the kind of thing they'll hand over, or is it going to be similar to Lamar Jackson? Teams feel uneasy about cre- making a franchise guy out of a guy who relies so much on their legs. Right. So it seems like in Baltimore to me, and I'm not there, I'm not covering it, but from afar, it seems like the issue on that end is more Lamar not wanting to sign the deal than it is the Ravens being hesitant to give him a deal. Yeah, they did offer right? him $250 million, so they were willing to go there. Which right, is so it seems massive. Lamar just wants it yeah, fully guaranteed. I, yeah, yeah. But, but I guess uh, here, I, here's, I guess, the way to frame it, Elliot. Do you sense that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, when this year, let's just say, you know, Hurts plays pretty good. Like, pretty good. They mm-hmm. go 11-6 and six and win a playoff game. Do you think they'll want to commit – three to five years to a running quarterback when that could lead to injuries and, and submarining a potential franchise QB stylistically? Yeah. Like, do you think they'll commit to that? So I definitely understand what you're saying, and I agree that, like, ultimately they're only going to sign Jalen Hurts if they feel he can lead them through the passing game. That is how they're going to commit to him, right? In terms of injury-prone, I mean, they signed Carson coming off a torn ACL and a broken back, but they signed him because – they felt as a passer, right, he was able to do it. So I don't think that they have, like, huge concerns about the fact that Jalen can make plays with his legs. I think they in some ways view it as a, as a positive, but they are going to have to feel like they, he can move them through the air. And I thought on Sunday it was actually a great example of, like, where both of his skills came to play. I thought he did a very good job passing the ball. Look, where there's some checkdowns he could have hit probably, and I think that'll come. But in terms of just his accuracy, I heard Jaws talking about his mechanics. I agreed with that. So I think that they're, they're on the way, but ultimately they're only going to commit to him if they feel he can move them through the air consistently. I thought Jalen played great. I, I think I, this, this is a dilemma. Like, if, yeah. will they commit to a guy? Will Nick Sirianni run an offense that allows Jalen to show that he can do the things that they're looking for to commit to a guy? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge question it mark. Is, it is. Hey, let's well, uh, well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, I think it's interesting, and I think you guys definitely bring up fair, fair points, and I think it's something Eagles have to discuss. But when you look at it, they scored 31 points, and A.J. Brown had 155 yards catching. So, yeah. like, I think it was ultimately a, a positive day on the offense far and away. I thought he played incredibly. I, I was, yeah, I, I was I really happy with the way he played. It's just that are they asking him to play in a way that the front office likes? I guess yeah. that's the bottom line. Dallas Goddard. Felt like a, a quiet game. Why? Well, I think when A.J. Brown is getting the majority of the targets, it's going to feel like a quiet game for, for everybody else. Um, he did have the one big play where he, he nearly scored. I think moving forward, the next like chapter for this offense and the next box they have to check to make everyone believe that they can be legitimate contenders is what are they going to do when A.J. gets taken away? Because as yeah. good as A.J. is, and he showed he is very good, teams are going to figure out a way to make it where Jalen can't just throw at him 13 times. And Mm -hmm. the good news for the Eagles is they do have Goddard there. And I think Goddard is one of the better pass-catching tight ends in the league. So when that moment happens, you're going to see more targets there. But that'll be another thing for Jalen, too. Like, Jalen threw it to A.J. a lot in training camp. They clearly have good chemistry. Can he be that same passer when he can't throw it to A.J.? And he's throwing it to Devontae. He's throwing it to Dallas. So 
I think the quiet game was a result yeah. of the fact that the Lions couldn't stop AJ, but now we'll see what they do when 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 a team does. Ellie, let's do some quick hitters here. Hold on, I got one Go uh, ahead, one John. last thing. We've we've had a game to lay it out there defensively. What is the identity of this defense? It's a great question. I mean, the identity on Sunday was a poor tackling team that couldn't get after the quarterback. Now, I don't think that's what they want to be moving forward, obviously, right? Now, in terms of the scheme, I think you did see them run multiple fronts in terms of having four linemen. At times, they went with five. They did drop back the uh, edge rushers. I think that's what I'll call them, not linebackers. The edge rushers in the coverage a little bit, but mainly the identity was poor tackling, and I thought that was the main problem on Sunday. Elliot, a couple quick hitters. I want to go through a lot here. Okay. Give me in one sentence, why was Fletcher Cox re-signed for $14 million? Because the Eagles still think he's good. Yeah. Are they I, right? I think it's because they I – I'll tell you what I think it was. I think it's because they thought he was great. And yeah. they're choosing to honor him. And I think that's a mistake. He, he, he's nowhere near a $14 million player. Let's talk about Britton Covey. We talked about him earlier. Is he going to be returning punts again? And does, does he get elevated to the 53 at some point and, like, that's it? I mean, when a guy plays week one, it's an indication to me they want him to be the punt returner. How's that yeah. situation going to sh- uh, shake out? Yeah, my guess is he will be the punt returner again. Now, they can only elevate him three times before he gets exposed to waivers. So my guess is he's going to find his way onto the 53-man yeah. roster. I thought he did a pretty good job uh, against the Lions. So I think he will do it. I think he will return punts again. Miles uh, Sanders' agent had to be happy with his performance, man. That, that's got to help his cause. Yeah, I mean, I think Miles was probably happy, too, after finally getting in the end zone. And I, <laughs> I thought, you know, the touchdown was obviously, I'm sure he felt good to get in the end zone, but I just thought he looked great as a runner. Like, that play yeah, he where did. He did. on third and two, he, he extended that. I thought it was a great run by him. Elliot, one thing I've never heard before in sports, a head coach come out after a game and say, this offense is going to run through, and he named three players, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and, and Dallas Goddard. And I thought to myself, so – Quez Watkins is going to have, like, 20 catches this year. Dude, he ain't going to get the ball. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I think that this was Nick being probably maybe a little overly honest uh, in his press conference because Doug did that as well. I mean, Doug, you know, when Doug game planned, he didn't game plan for wide receiver number four. He game planned for the top two and the tight end. So, I, I think you're right. Quez is not going to be involved as much. Now, he did, consider, he did get considerably more snaps than Zach Pascal, if I remember correctly. So he will be out there, which gives him a chance. But, yeah, they're not going to game plan Quez. Elliot, what would you make of the linebackers on Sunday? I thought they played well. I mean, Kaiser White – well, I should rephrase that. I thought they had good plays. Kaiser White helped, helped with the interception, but tackling was a problem. And against the Vikings, they're going to have to tackle way better because Dalvin Cook is a very good running back. And, they, you know, obviously in the open field, bringing him yeah. down is going to be key. Ellie, what's your gut feel on Eagles-Vikings? I think they lose. I don't think this is a game they're going to win. Um, I don't trust the pass rush. And ultimately, I don't trust the defense to hold them under hold the Vikings under uh, under 30 points. So – We'll see if the offense can win another shootout, but they've lost the last 15 games where the defense gives up over 30 points. So the chances are good, and I don't think they're going to win on Sunday Elliot, or Monday. Good, good stuff, buddy. I'm sure we'll be talking to you on Monday on a game day. Elliot, as always, thanks, pal. Yep, talk to you guys. All right, there he thanks, is, Elliot Shore-Parks. Follow all of his work, of course, on the Go Birds page of the uh, WIP website. 215-592-9494. Up ahead at 1130, life advice with the hammer. What does that mean? It means get a scenario and get something to seltzer on Facebook, Twitter, or the text line, something that you need some help with in life. The Hammer will, will spin you some, some good advice. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. Phone calls throughout the show. Phillies, why are 
people eh, not totally bought in. A little bit of a deflated sense of excitement. At least that's how I perceive it. Eagles, you want to react to anything we just talked about? It's all on the table. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie from Parks Casino on 94 WIP. Going back to school means getting back to busy schedules. From the science fair to the ball field to that after-school snack, we're always on the go. So add a little tasty to your kid's day and pack some delicious tasty cake, mini muffins, seasonal favorites like pumpkin baked pies, or the classic crimpet. There's only one way to make your kid's day tasty. Anything else is a miscake. Tasty cake, except no substitutes.